The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to Your Safe Space. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and coming up on the show today, what to do when you get sent a dick pic from your friend's boyfriend and how to navigate balancing friendships and your finances. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone. I also have manager M and obviously my friend back in the studio. Hi, M. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited because you're in Melbourne and I've spent two whole days with you. I'm in Melbourne and we're spending two whole days together and I could not be more excited. She's going to be sick of me by the end of today. I don't think I could. We literally talk 24-7. I know. I keep saying, move to Melbourne, move to Melbourne. I'm really considering it. I said it to you like five times yesterday. So I'll keep manifesting. I'll put you in my little manifestation (laughs) journal. (laughs) Also... What the hell? It's the last day of November. This year has flown. This month has flown and this year has flown. I feel like I blinked and November's gone. It's and making I... me nervous. Yeah. Have you started Christmas shopping? God, no. And will I? <laughs> no. God, no. I really should have taken advantage of the sales. I do this every single year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll wait for like the Black Friday sales, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, the, the perks of being single is that I don't have to buy gifts for a partner. The cons of being single is that I don't get gifts from a partner. Yeah, that's true. I actually haven't had a partner over Christmas for years, oh, I reckon. See, my ex would spoil me. It was so good. Um, like he had horrible money habits, but it meant spending like thousands of dollars on me. Okay, that's a bit of a vibe. So you win some, you lose some, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I guess you can spoil yourself this Christmas. I've spoiled myself all year. <laughs> that's my issue. Oh, and guys, a little reminder to you, come to the Facebook group or head to the podcast, TikTok and Instagram, because I'll have some journal prompts up if you want to do a bit of a reflection for November and start getting ready for December, which is so wild. Now, we are doing a confessions and questions episode today, but I've got a little bit of a surprise for everyone, including Emily, because we have an update. I'm so excited. So, I love updates. That's the thing what sucks about like anonymous confessions is that it's like I can't ask them for more detail. We can't ask them for more clarification. We can't ask them for answers. So when you guys do submit questions and confessions, please give as many details as you can. Yes. Give us all the goss. And then if you are open to it, send us updates. We love an update. You love an update. So our update today is from our episode titled, I'm 28 and have never had sex. It was the confession part of the show. And I want to quickly just rehash what happened in case some listeners today aren't going to go back and listen to that. But basically we had the listener who had been in a relationship for seven years. She had the dream life with the dogs but she had also started having the workplace affair. Yes, this one. Oh, my God. With David. She was having lunch with David and she was confused about whether or not to leave the relationship or pursue things with David. And so yeah. we obviously gave her our advice. I want you to guess. I want you to take a punt and tell me what you think has happened in the update. I already know what's happened, so yeah. I can't give you guys a guess. But I want Em to try and guess. You guys try and guess and then I'll reveal the update. I kind of want to be a bit of a neg. And say, I think she ended it with her long-term partner. And I also don't think it worked out with David. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Let's go. Hi, Adele. I just listened to your newest podcast episode. The Workplace Affair was my confession. I sent this in a couple of months ago now. So I thought I would give you an update. And I also wanted to say thank you to you and Em for your great advice. Yes. So that you know, I ended the relationship two weeks ago. I moved into my own place and I have been pursuing things further with David. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) 
The breakup is really fresh and I have moments where I consider going back, but the guilt of the emotional affair and having now been physically involved with David so soon after the breakup makes me feel like my partner deserved better and it wouldn't have been right of me to have remained in the relationship, even if we were both willing to put in the work. I do want the dream life I had the house, the dogs, but I got into that relationship when I was 17 and now at 24, I feel like I couldn't have settled into that life without more experiences and I always would have wondered and never could have accepted the security and contentment and maybe that's to my own detriment. The relationship never felt 100% right or healthy and I have to hold hope that I will find something that doesn't make me have so many doubts, whether that's with David or not. Hopefully I've made the right decision if there is such a thing. I am so proud of her. What a queen. We love you. That was a really good outcome, I think. I think where she's at with ending the relationship and her, I guess, analysis of her relationship and why it ended and why she felt like it was the right decision, all spot on. Also incredibly emotionally intelligent and I think exactly what was the right decision. Whether or not it works out with David, I think the fact she realised like this actually isn't the right relationship for me to be in and it isn't serving me. And it never felt 100% right. Go her. I know. I was so happy when I got it. I like squealed with excitement. I was like, yeah. I can't wait to put this back into the That's pod. That's so exciting. I always love This is an a update. good outcome. I'm like, I would, you know, girl, I would love an update in, in about six months' time. Yeah. Tell us if you do end up with David or... Like how that goes. Yeah. Or if, because What's that's the thing, it, David might have just been the... Catalyst. The catalyst for her realising that this relationship wasn't right for her. Whether or not, yeah, it works out with David isn't actually the, the point of the journey. Exactly. And I think she made the right decision. I'm going to call it and say, I think yeah. you made the right decision. For you to say it never felt right, this was the push. And I'm so proud of you for actually taking that leap because it's hard. It's hard when you think you have it all cut, like yeah. made for you and ready and it's like dream life, but is it really what you want? And I'm an advocate for never settling. So yeah, I'm proud of you. As well, she did the right thing by her now ex-partner. Like he does yeah. deserve better. And if the roles were reversed, I would say the same. Like you want to be in a relationship where your partner wants you 100% and you didn't want him 100% and that's not fair on him. And considering all the emotional cheating, I think that he deserved better and you did right by him in the end. Yeah. I also hope the sex with David was good. Yeah. I hope that was worth (laughs) it. I bet it it was. (laughs) All right, guys, we're now going to get into today's tea. Are you ready for that, Em? I'm so ready. Today's confession is titled, my friend's soon-to-be husband sent me a dick pic. Interesting title. (laughs) I think that says it all, really. Hey Adele, I love the podcast. Thank you so much. I lived in Australia for a number of years. I don't want to be too specific just in case anyone somehow figures out who I am. And I moved home to the UK about a year and a half ago. I kept close to my two friends who were in a couple. I've always been closer to the guy. Let's call him Tom. One night, Tom sent me a dick pic in the middle of the night with a laughing face. Wait, like a laughing face emoji or he was laughing while sending the dick pic? I reckon it was a laughing face emoji. Why? Why? After I didn't reply, he proceeded to call me over and over multiple times. I didn't answer. He's been slightly inappropriate with me in the past, but I always put it down to him being drunk and a bit of a dick. So I was happy that I didn't answer the phone. And to be honest, we didn't speak again until he sent me another text inviting me to his wedding, which I also didn't reply to. The pipeline of send dick pic invites to wedding. The fuck? Do men not think? Like, did he not look back at the message history and goes, oh, my dick looks great there. How about I send her an invite to my wedding? I know I can't go in good faith. 
I also don't want to literally ruin my friend's lives down to something I know could have been a harmless mistake. I do feel, however, that this was not a mistake. And this is due to a few things he has done and said in the past. Also, the fact that the messages he sent to me were sent on WhatsApp because you have to press two buttons to click send. So I'm 99% sure he knew what he was doing when he sent that picture. I don't really use WhatsApp, so I don't know if that's a thing or not. But Yeah, because you kind of like, I think you press the photo, then you press like confirm the photo and then you And then you send it. Oh. Fast forward to a year later and I still don't know what to do with this situation. I haven't spoken to him since and I have really drifted from his partner and my friend, Claire, because I feel too bad to contact her after everything that's happened. I text her last week to say sorry that I couldn't come to the wedding and she said it was okay and there didn't seem to be any bad air. I still didn't have the courage to say anything to her though. I know it's giving chicken, but the anxiety this is giving me is crazy. Here's the thing. I would have told Claire straight away, but I have always been closer with Tom than her. And I think she has had some issues with me in the past. Nothing has ever happened as I never crossed any boundaries and I do not find him even slightly attractive. Tom and I have always been purely friends, but I feel Claire could have felt jealous of mine and Tom's friendship. I'm not too sure. I always tried to meet up with both of them to keep it equal and as to not cause issues, but sometimes Claire wouldn't attend and this is when issues would arise. Anyway, I don't know what to do. It's been eating me alive for like a year now. It consumes me and I always cry about it because I know I should have said something, but now it's too late. I think they could even be married by now and if not, possibly literally days away from being married. Not to mention the pain of feeling like I've lost two of my closest friends who were such a massive part of my life in Australia and I miss them so much. What would you do in this situation? I want to be able to move on from it, to be honest, because I know it would cause me more problems if I came clean. And I hate how the person who receives the dick pic becomes the one who's in the wrong. I think this is something I have to take to the grave. Oops. Thank you for letting me vent. Cancel dick pics. Why do they get sent? And why do they get sent without permission? Yeah. Imagine just like opening up your phone. You're going to like text your mom be like, hey, mom, miss you. Been a while. And it's Tom's dick with a laughing face emoji. I know. Disgusting. Like, I got a dick pic last week just from a random. Just like in the message Random request. message requests on Instagram. You know those? And there was like 10 of them, 10 pics. It was, from the same guy? Yeah. Fake account. <laughs> you know the most rogue dick pic I've ever gotten what? was in my email inbox. So someone sent it to my talent and anything that gets sent to my talent's <gasps> emails gets sent to my inbox. And I was like out one night and I get a text from one of my talents saying, hey, ignore this email. It's a dick pic. And I was like, well, I've got to check it. Yeah. And I was like out with all my colleagues and I was like, guess what's in the inbox, guys? And it was a man's dick, like PNG photo of his dick in In the Gmail inbox. What the fuck? The audacity. It's insane. Also, we're cancelling Tom as well. We're cancelling dick pics. We're cancelling Tom. Yeah. And I feel for this listener because I think it's a very uncomfortable situation that he's put her in. Yeah. And... I'm curious to know what you would do if you were in her position, because I think immediately, maybe at the time of it occurring, I probably would have wanted to say something. I think I would have responded being like to to Tom Tom being like, what the fuck is this for? Yeah. And would have asserted some like Like, strong language and boundaries with him to be like, are you okay? This is so fucking inappropriate. Pull your head in. And at least given him the chance to be like, oh shit, that was a mistake. That was meant for someone else. That would have made me feel 10 times better if he lied about it and just said, like, even if it wasn't meant for someone else, yeah. it would have – your reaction could make him think, I'm going to pretend this is fake. That works for me. Yeah, that's enough. And yeah, would I'd, you tell her? 
We'll come to that in a second because I did a bit of research, right? Mm -hmm. Brenda Wiederhold did some research and studies along with the behavior and motivation behind sending inappropriate messages or sexually suggestive messages, either using like explicit language or nude and nearly nude photos and videos. Brenda says that along with other motivations, people who send messages like this perceive it as low risk or an activity that is fun and carefree. She also has other research that found sexting to be associated with people who score high in a search for sensation, impulsiveness, and who are prone to risky activities. Because I think there's something to be said there. Like, I feel like I've never really wanted to send naked sex type messages ever because I just think it's risky. But then I think there are certain people that have sent it to me in the past. And I'm like, that does kind of check out. Like, maybe they were more prone to taking risky behavior. behavior. I get it. I get the appeal. But it's not something I'm going to send a stranger with no No context context. or like my best friend with no context. Yeah. Or your, or your friend's boyfriend. Yeah, what like that's fuck? not something that you kind of just do out of the blue. Yeah. And I have many conversations with many people about like nudes and sending these type of photos in general. And everyone is on board with the fact that you don't send anything without asking. Oh, consent. I don't understand. Does no one have a fear of rejection? Imagine sending a photo and not getting a response or getting a response that's like, please never talk to me again. Yeah. Where is people's fear of rejection when they need it? <laughs> So, so true. Oh, all right. What do we give? What advice do we give to this listener? Because I think it's been a long time. It's been a year. They could be married now. Is it too late for her to say something? Yes. I agree. We have to take it to the grave. Take it to the grave. But also you've kind of not really that close with them anymore anyway. Yeah. This whole situation probably has a lot to do with that and the situation it put you in. Yeah. I would just take it to the grave. You've done nothing wrong. Like I think that everything here is Tom's decision that he made. And if Tom is going to do this a year out from being married with someone that is friends with Claire, then Tom's going to do other fucked up shit. And Tom Tom will be his own undoing another way. See, that's tricky though, because it's like, you know, you could have said something and possibly prevented Tom doing more fucked up shit or like Claire getting more hurt. But at the same time, I think that, yeah, it'll be Tom's own undoing. Going to get caught or he's going to do something else. And that's his decision. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. And it could unravel. But I think what you mentioned there is almost that kind of push-pull thing that comes when it comes to like moral decisions, right? It's like that balance between what is right and what is good. Even if she did say something at the start or when it happened, that could have been like the good thing to do. But she she would have hurt Claire. And like you could have just been like, yeah, I'll let the chips fall where they might fall. But like the chips could have really hurt and like possibly ruined an entire relationship as well. So I can see why she wouldn't Mm. have made that call at the start. But I think when it comes to like moral decisions like this, I like to just try and make sure like I've got peace with like my decision. And as long as I feel happy about my decision and I think it's the right decision that still upholds like my morals, my values and like my character, then I think I can sleep at night because I think it's been a year and she's crying over it still. I think the only thing that this listener can really do now is just like forgive herself and get to a point where she's okay with the decision she's made. If she was to message Claire and tell Claire about this now, it's like, why didn't you tell me a year ago? And it's like too late. And I think that if we really want to dial it back, there are so many options. Like maybe it was a joke. Maybe Claire already knows about it. Maybe it wasn't for you. Like maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. Whatever you've got to tell yourself to make yourself feel better. (laughs) Go for your life. Yes, live in your Delulu. All right, well, good luck to this listener. 
we're both sending you so much love. We hope that you can forgive yourself. I don't think there's really anything more that you can do here. I'd love to hear from the community. I want to know who the worst person you have received a dick pic from. Please tell us. <laughs> and also, would you have told Claire? I want to know because I reckon we're going to have listeners that would be like, you should have told her, but it's done now. It's time. Too much time has passed, I think. Yeah. And like maybe I would have at the time, but I think there's like a statute of limitations or whatever Ooh. it's called. Like, Yeah, that's what it's, it's called. It's been too long now. Yeah, we've just got to take it to the grave. All right, guys, if you have any confessions or questions, well, confessions, please let us know. The form is in the notes. We want all confessions, not just, you know, the sex and dating and relationship ones. Spice it up. Spice it up. Give us some variety. Variety is the spice of life. Give us everything and give us every single little detail. Yes. Give us the context. Give us the, like, this all started three years ago on a stormy Tuesday night. Like, give <laughs> us everything. We love it. All right, straight into our question. Obviously, Em and I are not qualified professionals. We're just two gals giving each other, and you guys, unsolicited advice, hot takes. But I think we give good advice. So we try our best. We do try our best. But obviously, if you do need professional help, please see the show notes. Our question of the week is about friendship, and it is about finances too. My friend Sarah has decided to have a high tea for her birthday. The cost of the high tea is $75 per person. For a bit of background, I'm 22, I just finished uni, and I'm saving up to move out with my boyfriend of five years in the new year. How exciting. All of our spare cash has been going into our moving out fund to cover our bond and the cost of the furniture. We have never moved out of home before, so we need to buy everything. When I got the invite for the high tea, I told my friend that I was really sorry, but I couldn't make it because of the cost of the high tea. I explained that I couldn't afford the $75. I did emphasize to my friend that I would still love to celebrate her and her birthday, and I suggested that we meet afterwards for a drink. She took a couple of days to reply to me and told me that it was disappointing and that she wasn't going to come with me for a drink after, and I felt like she was quite upset and also trying to make me feel guilty. I don't know what to do as I'm left feeling disappointed by her response. I obviously feel bad that I can't afford to come to her birthday celebrations, but I also feel like it was so hard for me to admit that I didn't have the cash and instead of support and understanding from my friend, I'm being made to feel bad for not being able to afford it. I'm also upset because there was a lack of enthusiasm for me. I feel as if the situation was reversed, I would be completely enthusiastic for my friend and completely understanding of their financial situation. What would you do in this situation? At first I was like, absolutely, I kind of agree with this listener. Like, I think that you are absolutely in the right. And then I kind of started trying to think and I'm like, I also understand where Sarah's coming from a little bit. Now, I kind of had my birthday a couple of weeks ago and it was like 40 bucks a head. I made it very clear to anyone that I'm like, I'm happy to pay for anyone that can't afford it or that doesn't want to. Or I forgot to tell some of my friends that they had to pay for it. So I just was like, I'm not even going to ask them. I'm just going to cover it because I didn't give them a heads up that it was, you know, 40 bucks a person. You're an angel. But I was also in a situation where I was like, I am happy to pay for this. I don't expect everyone to pay to celebrate my birthday. I also had friends that were like, I can't make it or I don't want to pay and I don't want to make you pay. Like we can do our own thing. That was also so fine to me. But I also understand where Sarah's coming from because she's seeing you still obviously have a job and have money and put savings away and prioritizing that over the friendship and relationship with her, which is fair. I think that that's fair for you to prioritize different moving things, out yeah, and your relationship. 
I guess it just depends to you how big $75 is in the scheme of things. Yeah, I can see both sides of it as well. I also commend the listener because I think it does take a lot to be like, oh, yes. I can't come because like money's tight or... And you shouldn't have to spend money that you aren't comfortable spending or you don't want to spend. Correct. And being able to have that relationship with your friends, to be honest and say, I can't swing this right now is important. And I think that's a really like good trait to have. Yeah. And so that gives me an indication that like their friendship is actually quite solid or deep because I feel like to be that comfortable... It would be at that level. I also understand that like times are tough and like $75 to one person might not have like the same value as $75 to the next person. But I really just want to unpack the disappointment like to Sarah's reaction because I think I want to cut Sarah some slack, right? She is allowed to respond how she wants to respond and obviously sometimes with friendship with humans, it's complicated, it's messy. People are not always just going to react the way that you want them to react, even though your intention wasn't to hurt them. Mm. So I think you can let her be upset and let her have her time to process it without having to try and patch it up straight away or do anything. I don't, I'm going to say, I don't think this is worth losing the friendship over. I think you can communicate through it and it's probably just a mismatch in financial values and even just like trying to have better communication between you two yeah that's exactly right I think that you just give it some time and I think if like Sarah doesn't get over it or doesn't want to talk about it and is still going to be quite upset and bitter about it then I think that that says enough about yeah Sarah and the way she views the friendship and how she is as a person I still think it's worth reaching out and kind of saying hey I would still love to celebrate your birthday I'm really sorry I couldn't swing it I understand it was important to you but xyz And go from there and see. But yeah, give us some time, I think, because wait, I would even say wait until the birthday celebration is done and just still wish her a happy birthday, obviously, and then try and touch base because it would be nice for you to also hear why she was so disappointed because I think it's it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm disappointed, but she might then turn around and say, well, you know, maybe I have seen you spending money on other things or you've been going out with other friends and then... I felt like less of a priority. And I think when you just are able to like hold the space for each other and really talk it out, I think you can have a better outcome and have a better understanding of where each other is coming from without it necessarily being she's being mean to me or she's been a shit friend or vice versa. So friendship can often be really challenging, guys. But I always say if we communicate it with like time and space, we can hopefully Mm. get through most things. And friendship and money is so tough and so complex and especially at the age she is. She said she was 22, 22, which is exactly the same boat that I've been in kind of this year is like, I still live with my family. I have a full-time job. I can be silly with my money because I yeah. don't have as many expenses as some of my friends that live out of home. And it's really tricky being like, I want to go do this. I want to go do this. And they're like, I can't afford it, which I'm like, that's so fine. We can just hang out at your place and do nothing. Yeah. But go then for it's a like, walk or do something else yeah. that like doesn't involve I spending money. I <laughs> don't need to spend money. I can very much enjoy my life without yeah. spending money. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like you then see those friends who say they can't afford to do things with you, go and do things with other friends and spend their money elsewhere. But I just want to give my friends the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I'm like, one, I'm flattered that they're comfortable enough with me to say, I can't afford this. I don't, I can't afford to spend money right now. And with the people they're hanging around, they might not feel that comfortable. So they're just trying to save face and trying to impress these like new friends or whatever it may be. But it's also, I think you just kind of got to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that their intentions are good. Yeah. And assume that they're not trying to just not hang out with you or they don't want to spend money around you, but that it is more complex than that. And the fact that they're being honest with you, take it as it is. Even with Sarah's reaction, try not to take that in like the worst case scenario as well. Like take that with 
the best intentions. Like she could have just had a bad day and that could have been like the, you know, yeah. straw that broke the camel's back. Is that what it is? Or is it the mouse yeah. that sinks the ship? Do Whatever you- it may be. <laughs> but it also, yeah, she might've just been like, oh, so many people are pulling out on my birthday because yeah. they can't afford it. And like table numbers, blah, 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 whatever it may be. Do you think $75 is too much for a birthday? A high tea? It's kind of average now. I personally think like the $75 is okay. I've had friends' birthdays this year where it's been like $100 a head. Yeah. Or I've had, and I know this is different, hens hens parties like blow it way out the water where like sometimes it's been like $150 per head, $200 per head. I just hate asking people to spend money to celebrate my birthday. Yeah. I had my 30th this year Mm. and I took everyone out to dinner and I paid because I didn't want anyone to pay. And that's the thing. it's (laughs) It's such a fine line between like, oh, it's my birthday, I shouldn't have to pay for things. Like my friends should want to spoil me. Or like, not that, but if I'm going out with a friend, I'm happy to pay for them because it's their birthday. Yeah. Versus, you know, I'll pay for the bar tab or I'll pay for the yes. meal. Like I'll pay for it because it's my birthday. Yeah, and like I want everyone there. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to like inconvenience anyone and I, yeah. I want them to say yes and like not feel like they can yes. say no. And then I'm like, wow, does that make me like, am I like a clinger for friends? <laughs> like, yeah, and probably. that's the thing. It's like the way that I just happily paid almost like a thousand dollars for my birthday dinner because I was like I actually don't want to ask people to transfer me this forty dollars like yeah if they want to they will kind of thing I was like I'll just cop it on the chin yeah but I think that if you're going to do something that costs money be to pre- other people for your birthday be prepared people can't afford it yeah think about your friendship group and what's within budget for them 100 percent. like I still have friends that are still at uni and don't work full-time I have friends that still work hospo I have friends that work full-time in great jobs like 75 dollars could be a lot for some people and not a lot for others I love our advice for this listener. Good luck. I hope you're okay. I hope you and Sarah have patched it up. Fingers crossed that you have. And hopefully you guys can have more years of friendship and good quality memories and birthdays. And birthday high teas. Yeah. Within budget. (laughs) Birthday high tea. I think that would be a cute little birthday celebration, a high tea. That's up my alley. Yeah. I'd do a high tea. Yeah. That's okay. She's breaking the equipment in the studio. All right. (laughs) I reckon we can leave it there. Thank you, Em, for joining me again. Thank you for having me as always. always an honor. And guys, thank you for listening and joining us again this week. So if you haven't, please, while you're listening, tag us on your story. I love to see where you're listening. I love to see your pets. I love to see what you're doing. Give us a rating on Spotify or Apple and come and join the Facebook group. Follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network.